0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. You see, the Spirit of God desires to inhabit His people. He inhabits the praises of His people. The Spirit of God desires to lead you. There comes a time that we're led into the presence and then there's a time that we are led by him in his presence. Priests minister to the Lord. In your priestly role, you're ministering to the Lord. Kings decree things and they come to pass. Tonight is a time where The Spirit of God spoke to me early, and we haven't done this often, but he said there was to be a time of prophets, priests, and kings, that there would be prophecy tonight. There would be words spoken, words spoken over nations, words spoken over ministries, words spoken into people's lives, words spoken by the Spirit into marriages and into families, and words spoken into businesses and enterprises and even the very roots of the wealth of the nation and God would unlock things I think there's times that you sense that prophetic anointing but we must make way and make room for him amen can you sense his presence here Be still and know that I am God. Holy. who these two gentlemen on the front row are but you're not here by accident God has brought you and you're here because he wants to unlock things there's some things he has to unlock but they cannot be unlocked in the way that you're going about it they must be unlocked by the hand of God and by the spirit of God and God is aligning you at this time this will not work in a natural way. It will only work in a spiritual way. It, it's a spiritual assignment. It's a Just a second, just a second. It's a spiritual assignment. And spiritual things in this nation must be done spiritually, not by the machinations of men, not as they've been done in the past. But there's a new way, there's a new door, and there's a new opportunity. But this can be missed. There is an effectual door that has been opened to you, but there are many adversaries that would try to resist this and cause it not to come to pass. This is an unlocking that cannot be accomplished by the mere cleverness or the business plan or the the, the idea itself. It has to be guided, for the door is in the wall of your enemy. You cannot see it with the natural eye it can only be perceived in a spiritual way and the enemy is there to cloud your vision he is the adversary that would blind you but once on the other side it'll unlock everything and it'll be part of unlocking great wealth great prosperity and great blessing not only for yourselves but for the nation of Zimbabwe amen (laughs) Hallelujah. Every pastor in the house, raise your hand. If you're a pastor, you cannot go the same way anymore. There is a desire in God's heart to put a spirit of boldness upon his pastors, to put a spirit of boldness on the pastors, pastors and leaders that will no longer cower in front of men of wealth men of means, men of politics, but men that will stand up, pastors that will stand up and speak the truth fearlessly. And God says, for every, God says for every man in this season that will stand fearlessly, he shall give him the face of a lion. He shall cause him to have a fierceness upon him and that that fierceness will come upon him and he'll prophesy, he'll speak to the nation, he'll speak to situations. And that which you have lost through intimidation, that which you have lost through cowardice, that which you have lost through domination and control, God will restore a hundredfold. This fierceness is not a natural fierceness. For your adversary is also a lion, seeking whom he may devour, but I will give you the mouth and the face of the lion, the lion of God, the lion of Judah, and I will cause you to be victorious in every situation. But you must stir yourselves, pastors, You must not be ashamed of the word of God. You must be willing to stand on the principle, speak the word, and let God be your vindicator. Let God be your truth. Let the word stand. Let God be true, and every man a liar. Let God be true. And for those pastors that will continue to shrink back, I'm sorry, but you will be overtaken. You'll be overtaken by the hordes of demonic pressure that will come upon the church in this season. If you have not been able to walk with the foot soldier, how are you going to run with the horseman? It is now time. Gird yourselves up. Stir yourselves to action. It's time for you to stand up and be bold, courageous men and women of God. Not just pastors, their wives as well. I'm talking about the generic sense of that. It's season now. It's the time. Pastors, I think you need to respond to that. I don't know how to respond, but I think there's something on the inside of you. you this, this shrinking back, this, this thing we do where we're looking for, you know, consensus. What, what do you think? Do you think, do you think well, I, we don't need to think anymore about what do you think? Let God be true. Speak the word of God. Some of you are in cities and towns and villages I'm telling you, the politicians are fresh out of ideas. They, they, listen, we're, we're, we're playing in the old handbook again. It's not working, it hasn't worked, we're playing in it again, and it's time for God to speak. It's time for you to stand up and say, no. There is a way, there is a way, let's walk in it. It's time for you to interface. Don't look at their faces. Don't look at their hard hearts and their hard faces. Speak the truth, speak good ideas. Get the community together. Gather the community together. This can't be about selfish gain. This has got about a coming together. It's time now. It's a new day. It's a new season. It's a new beginning. And if you will not speak, I'm afraid to say this. I hate to even say it. But there are people that will perish, and the blood of those people are on our hands as pastors. The nation is in the balance, and all God needs, all he's looking for is men that will stand up in their kingly role, in their ambassadorship, and speak on his behalf. Men and women. And there's an anointing here to do that. But you can't go back and be the same pastor you were on Sunday, tomorrow, that you were last Sunday. Stir yourselves. Stir yourselves. Likewise, I feel like there's leaders here tonight. Your captains of industry, your whatever business, whatever sphere of influence, doctors, nurses. Guys, we can't keep doing it the same way. And you can't we can't be afraid of people that have selfish designs. Our hospitals aren't working. Our clinics aren't working. Doctors and nurses, you can't just go back in there and say, well, the Ministry of Health said this. No, the Ministry of Health is wrong. I'm sorry, they're wrong. It doesn't work. Our people are dying. And for you to remain silent is part of the problem. You have the answer. Stand up and be spoken. Speak. Be outspoken. Business leaders, you have the answers. We need to dismantle half the laws in this country. They're punitive. They are not, we are not open for business. That's a slogan. The truth is, it's impossible to do business. But it will not change unless you put the pressure on. Unless you say something. And don't complain when you've said nothing, done nothing. You're a prophetic people. You're a prophetic people. God has answers in every one of those situations that you find yourself in. But you know what? We're part of the problem as the church. Because I'd rather make a buck and take care of me than to stand up and say, no, I'll take care of someone else. I'll speak for those that can't speak. I'll interface for those that can't. I know this is a tall order, but I'm speaking by the spirit of God. I know I am. It's a season now. It's a season. It's an open door. It's a new beginning. It's a new way. We've never been this way before. We've never had this opportunity before. We've never had this chance, but God has given it to us. Will we take it? Will we take it? Will we really? Or are we part of the slave generation? Because we've been enslaved. It took 40 years for Israel to get slavery out of them before they could enter their promised land. Next year will be my 40th year in this country. 40 years. I don't know, I think there might be a Joshua generation yet here. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Pastor Henry, I don't know, I, I, I went off script tonight, but I think I'm on God's script. I think there's something in your heart. Would you come and just share what's on your heart? Why don't we give him a hand as he comes? Why don't you take your seats for a minute? And uh, we'll get back here in just a minute. Jesus. I told you it might be a prophetic night. I knew it would be. That gets on me, and I know that it's God speaking. I know that God's stirring us to action. Now, brother, I don't know what God's placed in your heart, but I do believe that God has sent you to Zimbabwe for a time like this. And let everything be established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Some of you tonight, as you sit here, you'll feel a little wind over your ear. Yesterday, a sister came out After the service and she says, while I was talking about the baby in the womb, her baby was leaping and dancing in the womb. She didn't understand what's happening. The Lord is touching you. He's embracing you. He's kissing you. But I want to first begin by sharing what the Lord put in my heart for our dear sister. Sister Bonnie. Please come, just stand right here. I just need to share with you what the Lord downloaded in my heart last night. Mm. Keep in mind as I share this, if you you can recognize Jesus Christ today and you recognize him throughout eternity because his hands are wounded hands, it's true, the wounded hands that a healing flows. If it's not wounded, it's not broken, it cannot heal others. You can recognize the master as you look at his feet. They are pierced feet. And the reason he's able to triumph over the enemy is because he's bleeding feet. I say this so you can understand what I'm going to say to our dear sister at this time. I'm just sharing with you what the Lord showed me in a picture. I see a barolina Ballet. Somebody dancing. And it's beautiful. That's you. Because of the love God has for you. And the love you have for him. Because only people in love dance. And I see you dancing. Beautiful. You are enjoying yourself. And the people watching you are also enjoying themselves. As they marvel at the way you dance. God is watching from heaven. And I want you to know he's pleased. not just not because of the dance but the spirit in the dance because anybody can dance but you can't dance like this and as you're dancing god is telling the angels watch angels are looking and they're marveling and the enemy is looking out of envy and he also marvels remember The way you dress, the way you keep your hair, the way you talk. The Bible says we become a testimony to angels, to demons and the world. Your lifestyle. Her lifestyle, she dances. But as she's dancing, what the world does not see is she is weeping. She's weeping as she dances, which others don't see, but it moves the heavens. And as she's dancing, which nobody sees, she's not dancing on something plain like this. I see broken glass all over the place. And you are dancing on broken glass. Your feet are bleeding, your heart is bleeding. Your eyes are full of tears, and in the pain that you bear, nobody sees. They only see your beauty. They only see that you stand up, you're outstanding. And they look at that, but they don't see the blood. They don't see the tears. They don't see the pain, but you are dancing in all of this. This causes heaven to be moved. This causes Satan to be moved. This causes the earth to be moved. Because you still continue to dance. That moves God. Your bleeding heart people don't really see. Your tears, your heart cries out with a language that only God could understand. It is brokenness and your bleeding feet, people don't see. The glass on which you dance, people don't see. But this is what brings honor and glory to the heavens. It pushes back the darkness. Keep on dancing. This is your anointing. Every tear is a language. Every tear is a stab on the back of the enemy. May God give you. Just stretch your right hand to where she stands. This is a gift. For when he ascended on high, he gave gifts to his church. Gifts. Lord, we look at this gift from the time she's been in the womb. You chose her. Too many challenges, too many disappointments, too many brokenness, too much of a bleeding heart. Now it's a bleeding feet, but yet you have enabled her, you have strengthened her, you have, Lord, anointed her from above that breaks every resistance. that human wisdom cannot understand, but she dances and puts shame on the enemy. No matter what you do to me, uh, nobody's going to stop me dancing. For I am dancing unto my God, my lover, my savior. In Jesus' name, I speak to a heart that bleeds. I speak, Lord, that it shall be healed. It shall be strengthened. It shall be strong. I speak to a body that is overstressed. A body that is overworked. And that needs your rest. I decree you over her, because you said, I am the rest. Rest in him. Let the strength come to your voice, to your vocal cords, to the muscles, the tissues, the ligaments. Oh, the pipe that goes into your body. The wind, as it comes, let it heal. Let a miracle take place, so that you sing, better. Lord, she will dance better. She will glorify your name and push back the gates of hell and others are released. For this is the joy of the Lord and that is your strength. Overcome. I speak to the bleeding feet. Lord is the wounded feet, the bleeding feet that brings healing and victory. No amount of glass, no amount of thorns. Can stop her and she will crush it all under her feet with joy in Jesus name you are a gift God chose me right now a huge ribbon around your neck it's like a gift it's huge which means there, are, there is another gift that will explode from within you that is yet to be unfolded and it will soon you will see the double portion. All that you have sacrificed will return a hundredfold back to you. And you will see it on your children and your children's children. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you for this gift. I decree over her. Over her marriage. What you decreed in the beginning. Whom God put together. God put together. Let no one, let no demon, let no man, let no woman put asunder. And let this blessing overflow on the children and the children's children, that they will be exploits. So I see you both like a lion and a lioness with all your pups, your webs around you. This is an apostolic family, and you are a queen. You are a princess in his kingdom. Beloved, give the Lord a hand. (laughs) Amen. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Really said to greater dancing. For the dance. For the dance. That is to dance with the groom. Yes, he's got many, there are many concubines. There are many, many daughters. There are many sisters. Oh, but there's only one queen, one bride, and she dances with him. May you know the joy of dancing with the king of kings. Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, sister. Amen. You are very blessed. I wish I could take her home. Hallelujah, you're blessed people. Amen, because everything she has, she will impart and deposit in you and your children. And you will multiply. Praise the Lord. Just a couple of scriptures I want to share, that's all. The first one is found in uh, Joshua chapter 8. It is always a new beginning. New beginnings. This is the season of new beginnings. Joshua chapter 8 and verse 1 is right up there on the screen. Now the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise. Go to AI. See. God wants you to see before it really takes place. He wants you to see before it happens. Because in the eyes of God, God uses the past tense. He says, I have given it to you. Already given. So you must see that you have already received. Your challenge is to position yourself in a place strategically to receive what God has already given. You need to position yourself strategically so that you can receive what God has already given to you. And what does he say? Back on the screen, please. I have given, past tense, into your hand the king of Ai, the people of Ai, the city of Ai, and the land. In other words, he's saying to you today, I've given this nation, I've given the head of this nation, you. I'm not speaking of only the spiritual, the physical government. We are speaking about the, spirit, the spiritual government behind it. I have given it to you. The king that rules over this plan. He said, I've given the... Let us read it together. Let's read it together. Say, I have given unto your hand." Read it. Let's read it together. I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Four things. God has given everything to you. So now all you got to do is take it. Say take it. Take it. All the people of war, take it. It's all. Can you believe God for this? The land, the people, the city, and the authorities. All in your hands. Now remember, he's speaking to people who are slaves. (laughs) They had no strategy of any kind. They had no experience of any kind. But God said, I will do it for you. Somebody shout amen. Amen. And give the Lord a hand. Come on. Come on. Say, say it loudly say it is ours. Is, ours. is ours the king is ours the city is ours the people are ours and the land is ours, land is ours. Given, given by God, by God. Amen. Amen Hallelujah The next scripture I want to share with you is Psalm 110. Now, this is very important because this is the most mentioned Old Testament scripture in the New Testament. The most mentioned one. And another miracle is it is mentioned 18 times. So in this 18th season, God will cause this one to be fulfilled. As you begin to see what's happening in Jerusalem, what's happening in Israel, though all the nations of the world will stand against her, God stands for her. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand. The right hand here, when I was talking to the pastor, he mentioned... About the dear sister. Who is his right hand. In other words. All the authority. And the power of the pastor. He has entrusted in the hands. Of our dear sister. So that she can make decisions. And she can take actions. God is saying to the Lord Jesus Christ. Or here David is saying. What the Lord God. Is saying to our Lord. Sit at my right hand. And I will make all your enemies. Your enemies. Footstool. Yes, the enemies of the church, the enemies of Jesus are many, but this is the season that has begun. We are going to see all the enemies that oppose the gospel of love and forgiveness are going to come under the feet of our Master and Savior. Till I make your enemies your footstool. That's where the enemy belongs, under your feet. Say, under my feet. Under my feet. Satan is under my feet. That's what the master told Jesus, and that's what he told Eve and Adam. He said, you will crush the serpent's head under your feet. Your feet will be bruised, but the Satan's head will be crushed. That the authority has given us the Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. The Bible also here speaks about the youth. Our pastor mentioned this now about the next generation that will rise. So, let me just go to the scripture and give you in that whole psalm where the Lord. Let me just read it to you, because it's not on the screen. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. 10, 110. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Verse 3 says, the people shall be willing in the day of thy power. And in the beauty of holiness, from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. There's going to come rising of youth from the womb, like early in the mornings, early in the morning when the dew is still falling, when the strength has begun, a new day has begun. God said he's going to cause the youth to begin to arise and the youth will begin to fulfill. That's Joshua. Joshua. The Joshua generation, the Titus generation, the Timothy generation will take over, will accomplish what their forefathers began. They had a beginner's anointing, but you have a finisher's anointing. What he began, he will also complete. What he starts, he will finish. What he begins, he will make perfect. What the fathers began, the sons will complete. Hallelujah. The foundation of the prophets and apostles has been laid upon that. You are building. So build. Build. And the kingdom will have no end. It shall grow forever and ever. The government is upon his shoulder. And the increase of his government There is no end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Just one more thing let me say to you is this. Uh, Before Jesus died on the cross, very interesting, he sang a psalm. He sang a hymn. The scripture says, which psalm did he sing? His greatest moment of trial is there, but he was not looking at the cross only. The scripture says he saw not only the crucifixion, he saw the resurrection. And seeing the resurrection gave him the power and the ability to overcome the cross and overcome the grave and overcome all opposing power because he did not see only the cross and the grave. He saw the resurrection. And I want you, if you read Psalm 118, is the song that Jesus sang. He speaks about the trials and the challenges he's going to face. But then it also speaks about his triumph. You have come to a place. You're coming out of the crucifixion and you're coming to resurrection. Crucifixion is over. Resurrection is here. So the joy of resurrection gives you the power to endure and overcome. And that's yours, if you will believe. There's the 18 118 scripture. Say it is ours. It is ours. It is ours. We have received. It has been given to us. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah! We can do it. All things are possible. All things are possible to him that believes. Do you believe? Yes. Yes. Make sure it comes to pass. Make sure you live the resurrected life. Amen. Praise the Lord. God's calling you into a community of praying and declaring, declaring. And dancing like your pastor, the prophetess dances. She's very prophetic. You should dance. You should give thanks. I'm really blessed. I see the way you people dance. I wish I could dance like that. You just have it in you. So dance for the Lord. Dance for the Lord. He's the master of the dance. Keep dancing. Hallelujah! You see the animals, they dance. You see the fish, they dance. You see the flowers, they dance. Everything God touches dances. And you know, God has blessed you people with a gift to be able to dance, even when there's no music, even when there's nobody leading you. I mean, I mean, you people can really dance. That's a gift. That's a gift. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: So the scepter will not move from your hand as the king, nor will your prayers fall to the ground. God is answering our prayers. God has answered our prayers. God has answered the prayers of this nation. But it's not enough to rest on our laurels now. We must hear what he's saying. And I hear what Pastor Henry's saying tonight is he's saying the city is yours. The king is yours. The land is yours. And the people are yours. But see, that's hard to believe especially when you're a slave. Especially, but can I tell you something? Be bold. Be bold. There are doors that are opening. There are opportunities that are coming in the natural that must be birthed in the spirit. Catch these things in the spirit. Amen? Jesus, Catch them in the spirit. Jesus. Now we're going to allow for a time of ministry to take place. And uh, I believe that there'll be, Prophetic words. I believe that there'll yes. be ministry to Wonderful. you.
1: That there'll be worship. There'll be. Just gonna be we're just going to let the Holy Spirit lead us. Jesus. Amen. And As I, the pastor is speaking, I see the Lord showing me wedding rings. <laughs> Weddings. The battle is not out there. The battle is in your bedroom. God wants to touch. If you want to become their army that will overcome all opposing power. The battle is not just out there. It begins in your bedroom. It begins there. For when two agree, when he said love your neighbor as yourself, he's not talking about a woman next door. He's talking about a woman that shares the bed with you. Thou shall love thy neighbor as yourself. One night I was, you know, I read the scriptures before I go to bed. And here I was reading it. And, uh, you know, when you read the scriptures, it's so exciting. Sometimes you just read throughout the whole night. You don't even realize it because it's a love letter. See, when you are in love, you love that letter. And it came to a part that says, thou shall love your neighbor as yourself. So I looked at my wife She was sleeping next door And it says Love your neighbor as yourself So I said to myself Well I loved her more Than myself Before I got married But the Lord is not talking about Before you got married He's talking about now Love your wife Love your neighbor as yourself I said uh huh I think I don't really love her like I love myself. And it's talking about loving your neighbor wife, laying down your life for her. I said, I was willing to die for her before we got married. (laughs) But now, am I willing to die for her? And the conviction became very strong. So I quickly closed my Bible, I put it aside. I turned off the lights and I went off to sleep. Because the word of God speaks. It convicts not to condemn, it convicts to convert. Love your neighbor as yourself. When these two agree. He says if two of you can agree, the miracle will take place. The healing begins. I'm just sharing what the Lord showed me. He shows me rings. Honor the marriage. Man, the first thing the devil does to destroy you, to divide you is go for your marriage. You can succeed in everything in life, but you fail in your marriage, you are a failure. That's what he's showing me. So I think we really need to pray because you cannot have victory in the field against the enemy when Satan looks at you and he says, you're already defeated. How can you come against me when you're already defeated? So he avoids you. He he just ignores you. You are a wounded soldier, broken soldier. Love your wife. One is that marriage. Two is honoring your father and mother. I'll share with you tomorrow morning a little bit. Thirdly, children obeying your parents. Parents being an example to your children and your workplace. He said, once you have done all this and then put on the armor of God. Not before. After you have done these things. Then put on the armor of God. And then you fight. And you'll be able to stand and withstand All the attacks of the enemy. Because you and your wife are right. You and your parents are right. You and your children are right. The workplace is right. Your church is right. Now the enemy cannot touch you. That's our warfare. You can throw as many bombs you want at the devil. He's still around. But he trembles at a holy marriage. Uh, please, I, I'm touching everybody's life here. Because when a marriage is broken, you cannot pray. You cannot eat. You cannot sleep. You are being destroyed from within. I know it's a big challenge in this nation. But God is healing marriages. Believe that. Are you ready to pray? Pray for marriages. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husband. That's all. Two words. All the man, God wants a man is to love his wife. She just wants to be loved. Two, all the man is asking you, dear woman, please respect him. That's all. Are you willing to pray for that miracle? Let's stand to our feet. Come on, let's believe it. Let's believe it. Nothing is impossible. Stray husbands will return. Stray wives will return because God will begin the miracle. Whom God put together, let no one put asunder. Say it after me. Whom God put together. Whom God put together. Let no one, no devil no demon, no, demon. No, mother-in-law no mother-in-law shall put asunder God put together and the two shall become one hallelujah that's the prayer of Jesus That's the prayer of Jesus in John 17. You cannot face 18 until you have solved 17. And John 17 prayer was, Oh Father, that they may be one. Then the world will believe that you sent me because they are one. Husband and wife, one. Parents and children, one. In the church, one then the world will believe come on, lift up your hands, lift up your hands Lift up your hands and begin to claim. Keep declaring whom God put together. Let no one put asunder. Say, God bless our marriage, Lord. Children, pray. God will bless your parents. Bless your parents. Bring your parents together. God can do it again. He can do it again. He's a God of miracles. Nothing is impossible with God. God save our families. God save the marriages. God bring back wayward husbands. God bring back wayward wives. God, put the love in our marriage again, again. And the latter shall be better than the former. Come on, open your mouth. Cry out to the Lord. The marriage, the family. Honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you. All of creation will work on your benefit. Honor father and mother. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husband. The miracle begins. Miracle. Everybody shout: Miracle. 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 Divine Divine invasion. A divine invasion. In the, bedroom, in the bedroom, at the home, the home. At, work, at work, in church, in church. one nurse, and one nurse, and love your neighbor, love your neighbor. As, yourself. as yourself, and a miracle begins. A miracle begins. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands and give thanks, give thanks. Give thanks for your marriage. Give thanks for your father, for your mother, for your husband, for your wife, for your children. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. I cannot hear you. Come on, shout your voices. Lift it up, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bring it to pass, Lord. Break every chain, break every shackle. Unhook them, Lord. Let a miracle begin at home. At home. At home. At home. At home. Touch my mother. Touch my father. Touch my children. Let a miracle begin. Miracle begin. Yes, Pastor. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
0: Go ahead and take your seats. God bless you. So I want to just talk to you a little bit about. Uh, another facet, as, 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 as Pastor Henry is speaking, the connection between our marriages, our families, it's very important. He said that one of the signs of the end times would be that our hearts of our fathers would be turned to the sons and the sons, or the, the children to the parents and the parents to the children. That would be a signal and, and, and God's doing that. There's a healing and a, and a restoration of all these things taking place. But just as you can't go into battle without your relationships being right, when you do go into battle, you need a brother with you. You need somebody with you. You know, no soldier ever goes to war alone. And some of us have been doing things alone for so long, we don't know how to do things with others especially in the arena of our businesses, especially in the arena of the way that we manage our funds and our finances. And I I want to talk to you tonight as we prepare an offering. I want you to think about something. You see, God connects people with people. Community is really important. God sent Elijah to a widow who in turn, he goes to meet her need. God sends her. Her him to meet her need. In return, she meets his need. See, it's reciprocal. Jonathan became a connection for David that warned against Jonathan's own father, Saul. The traps that Saul was setting against David, Jonathan warned him. There was a little Hebrew servant girl who told a great Syrian general named Naaman how he could receive a miracle. These things don't just happen by themselves. God connects you with people. It's not always a great prophet that God sends you to. Sometimes it's the servant girl. Sometimes it's the king's son. Sometimes it's a widow. There were four leprous men. They became key to reversing a famine that was destroying the nation of Syria. But in each of these cases, The connection brought a word, a prophecy, or a gift that solved a problem for the person they were assigned to. Now That's why we must become a prophetic people. God aligns you so that you can bring a word, a prophecy, or a gift to unlock the blessing of God in the nation. Whether it be at a governmental level, whether it be at a corporate level, whether it be in the church, at a financial level, at a personal level, at a family level. We're actively involved at all levels of life all the time. And this can't be something we do. It's got to be a lifestyle. It's who we are. Think about this. The wise men that came from the East to visit Christ, they came looking for the king the king of the jews sometime after christ's birth these wise men from the east brought the child gold frankincense and myrrh gold is a gift for a king frankincense is a gift for a priest and myrrh was the gift for a prophet those are the, that's what those gifts are symbolic of jesus was a prophet He is now a priest. And he will rule in the future as the king. But right now he's the king of kings on the earth. Have you ever wondered what Joseph and Mary did with those gifts? The gifts of the wise men? Well, Joseph was a carpenter and that was a good trade back then. He probably had plenty of money for the area he was in. Probably wasn't wealthy, but he was surely not poor. But... He lived in a small, fairly insignificant town called Nazareth. And he wasn't wealthy, wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. But these wise men became very important in the life of Jesus because they made the connection and they gave the wealth that allowed for Joseph to take his family and travel to Egypt, take care of the Son of God, take care of Jesus, and provide for all their needs and travel back after Herod has died. When Jesus had a need in his ministry, when Jesus had a need in his life, the Heavenly Father always brought someone into Christ's life to assist in fulfilling the need. Well, you're his children. When when Jesus desired to feed 5,000 people, 5,000 men, the Bible says, there may have been 15,000 people, he used the lunch of a young boy And it left him with 12 baskets left over. When Jesus needed a boat, he borrowed Simon Peter's boat. And in return, he tells Peter, now cast your nets on the other side of the boat. And Peter brings in a greater haul of fish than he's ever caught in any other time of his life. And he's so shocked that he leaves the catch and follows Jesus. See, I, I, I'm trying to tell you something that we need each other and that when we do things by the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit for each other, thinking about how I can be a blessing to others, how I can be free in the practice of sowing and reaping, giving and receiving, speaking, prophesying and receiving prophecies, word of knowledge and re- giving and receiving a word of knowledge. It's a lifestyle for the believer, See, the ministry of Jesus was supported by many who were healed and touched by his ministry. In fact, the Bible says this. He says, certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary Magdalene called Mary called Magdalene, out of whom seven devils were cast, and Joanna, the wife of Herod, Stuart, Chusa, Herod Steward, or Herod Steward, and Susanna, and many others which did minister unto him of their substance. These women were ministered to by Jesus and in turn, they took their substance and blessed the ministry of Jesus. How many of you know that Herod was quite a builder? If you come with us to Israel this year, we go to many of the places that Herod built. Herod was a prolific builder and his steward was a guy named Chusa. He's like the prime minister. And he's kind of like the overseer of all of, the things that that, that Herod did, all the buildings, all the the works. Uh, He he would be like a general contractor in a way today, and maybe even a prime minister. But how how many of you know that a a steward in that day would receive a large percentage from the building contracts or from the work that he did? So Chusa would have been a very wealthy man. Uh, To put it in today's terminology, he was probably a millionaire. There was another and so his wife was prolific in giving and he allowed that another woman Susanna was an important financial giver into Christ's ministry and Dr. Turney or Dr. Terry says that it's believed that Susanna was the wife of Joseph of of Arimathea so Joseph was a very wealthy man and a member of the elite Jewish Sanhedrin it was Joseph who took Christ's body from the cross and placed it in his own sepulcher his own grave What am I trying to say tonight? You know, if you look at the four gospels, you see Jesus is traveling with 12 men around the nation ministering to thousands of people, yet you never find one record where Jesus took up an offering. This verse in Luke reveals that there were very, several very wealthy persons people that were financial supporters of Christ's ministry. These persons were kingdom connections in the life of Christ. For the church, I'm believing that God's raising you up to have a heart connection with what the vision of this ministry is. That we're not extracting offerings, but we're saying, hey, these are opportunities for you to exercise your gift Tonight, we've had, you've had food this weekend that has been amazing spiritually. It should be a natural response to give, to bless, to support. We shouldn't have to extract anything from anyone. But think about it now for yourselves, your business. There's someone, somewhere, that has the answer to your problem. There's somewhere a business manager that's looking for someone like yourself to help you fulfill your dream, your vision. There's someone that's been financially blessed and has additional finances to help you expand your dream or your church pastor. Maybe there's someone that wants to help you fulfill the vision of the church you're pastoring. Or your ministry. We need to link up with each other. Because God has given us earthly assignments. And we can't do them alone. We need to go with one another. Let me just tie this in and I'll close. What about your unsaved family? Most people who are one to the Lord are one by a close friend or a family member. Not by a crusade. If you have unsaved loved ones, you should pray that God would send them a kingdom connection that they can listen to, who help turn them to Christ. God uses people, God uses each other. When you have a problem that you can't solve, when you have a financial problem that you can't overcome, there's always someone that holds the key to help you in your situation. You must pray and you must find this person. That's why tonight we're going to receive an offering, but I I want you to go beyond just giving an offering. I want you to think about something. Your friends, the people that God's connecting you with, I can tell you some of my greatest connections come in meetings like this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure sometimes, but I feel attracted to somebody, or I feel moved. These two gentlemen, I felt moved. I, I don't know you, but I'm telling you something. There's a connection in the spirit. When this is, every time this has happened for me, the people that I've spoken to, like I spoke to you, are accelerated. Accelerated their business explodes, their whatever it is. And I'm telling you, I just know that something happened there tonight by the Spirit. Now, we can say, oh, that was a nice meeting, and we can walk away from it, or we can say, no, 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 no. And if we're smart, we're going to say, I think God has something in this, and we'll pursue what God has and see what God says. And if you're smart, you'll follow God. But God doesn't just have a display of power for nothing, and we don't manipulate each other. We're not here to, ooh, I'm trying to get in your pocket. No, 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 we're not. That's, this is so much higher than getting some money. I don't need your money. I need God to show up on the scene. I need the spirit of God to do something. I don't need another quick fix. I don't need to sell some fancy oil. I'm not looking for money. I'm looking for something much higher. I'm looking for the kingdom of God to come. That we could change structures. And kingdom pressure could come. Who's the person you're supposed to contact? Yes, I know you're in a job today and you're happy. But the person you meet may be the key to a future promotion, may be the key to a future opening, another avenue, a kingdom opportunity, an open door in a year of open doors, a new beginning in the year of new beginnings. It's not going to happen probably just willy-nilly, it's going to happen as God causes you to meet people and that connection comes. I've just watched it. So tonight, don't just give an offering. It's so easy to give an offering. Just, okay, I did my thing. No. I prepared two seeds tonight. I knew what I was talking about. I'm prepared. I prepared a tithe, which I have faithfully tithed for since I've been a Christian. I don't ever miss that. But I also prepared a seed. And I wanted to do something with my seed tonight. I said, God, I want this seed to count. It's a seed of new beginnings. But we were praying about our marriages there. And I said, yes, God. Touch mine. Praying about our children. I said, yes, God. Touch my children. Praying about our futures. I said, yes, God. Bless the staff and the people I work with. See, I want to get my heart right. When guy came to me during the service, had a prophecy for me. Encouraged me, my brother. Man, I was blessed by what you had to say. I believe that's true. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. It's a, it's a year of restoration of old things. My seed's going for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Another brother came and prophesied. He said, brother, He says, Pastor, you said we need to be bold. He came up on the stage. He said, I got to tell you something. He says, We're grieving the Holy Spirit when every time something is said, we clap. He says, It's a fleshly response to a spiritual situation. Guys, sometimes you just need to be amen. Instead of clap, you dissipate the anointing. Oh, we get all excited. Ooh, and then now that's over. Rather than clap, when you hear God saying something, put your amen to it. All the promises of God are yes, but they need your amen. Let everything be established out of the mouth of two witnesses. Agree with God, agree with what the man of God says, and let's not clap it away, dissipate it. there's times to clap, don't get me wrong, but I thought tonight we dissipated the anointing a couple of times when God was so heavy. Are we learning anything? I'm just talking like Dad tonight. You don't mind if I do that, do you? Now, I want you to prepare an offering. I want you to prepare yourselves. What's in your heart? I wish we were as spiritual as Jesus' followers. It's hard to believe he never took an offering. But people saw something in his ministry and they said, no, 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 we're just going to bless him. Oh, we're going to bless that ministry. Here we're teaching you those principles. This will be a year. Some of you will catch it. Amen. Some of you are going to come into great wealth because you do bless the kingdom. He'll give you wealth for the kingdom that he would never give you just for yourself. How's that sound? I've seen it before. If you need an envelope, Bushers, would you serve us? Help us with an envelope tonight. If you're making a check, you know how to make it payable to Christ, to, to uh, uh, Celebration Ministries. Uh, Zim Switch is available. If you haven't already used the Zim Switch out in the foyer, you can do that at the end of the service. If you're paying by Econet, go ahead and put the EcoCash. That's said, not Econet, EcoCash. You can tell I use that a lot. There's your EcoCash builder code, 67479, put that. But let's everybody do something tonight. If you're just giving cash, that can go straight into the container. But here's what I want you to think about. Don't think about your offering nearly as much as you think about the people around you that you need to be connecting with. Tonight, before you go home, you may want to bless somebody financially. I want everybody to bless somebody with a word, a touch, or a look. That's how Jesus ministered. He'd look at people, a look, a touch, and then he'd always give them a word. A word. Who could use a look, a touch, and a word tonight? How many of you could say, man, I could use a word? Well, I'll tell you what, stop thinking about what you need and start thinking about what you could give. Stop thinking about what you can get and start thinking about, hey, I'm not going to get a word, I'm going to give a word. Because everybody just raised their hand. And if you're all waiting, guess what? You're going to wait a long time. So why don't you get out of the boat and just say, I'm going to be a blessing instead of trying to be blessed all the time. I tell you, you start blessing, what you sow, you'll reap. Can I I tell you something about being a blessing? Everywhere I go, I'm a blessing. And because I bless, I can't help but get blessed. People are always trying to bless me. I learned the secret a long time ago. I never expect anything. But I always expect to be the one who gives. I always expect the one who gives a word. I always expect to be the one who's called upon to pray. But because I do that, guess what? I'm always blessed. I don't even think about my needs anymore. How's that sound? Why don't you do like I do? Will you do like I do? She's going to do like Watch this space. You Ready? Ushers, would you please serve us tonight? Would you receive the offering? As I pray, Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to connect with people, to connect our seed with what you're doing in the earth, connect our money, our words, our life together. Tonight, as we worship you, as we close out this meeting, connect us in the spirit. Prophesy through us, minister through us, give us the king, give us the people, give us the city, give us the land, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.